Good evening, and welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, my brother from the same mother, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? What's up, man? Do you, can you see me right now? Yeah, I can see you. I can hear you. Okay. You can hear me, too. I can, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we can do this for however long we do this podcast. Okay, cool. Because I don't know what I just did, but I have you, like, really on a really small screen and I can no longer see myself. So I, I don't know if you can see me or not, but I can see you in a little bite size screen <laughs> on I my can, laptop. So that's can, all that matters. I can see you. And so long as if you can't see you, that's probably an improvement for you. True. Very true. <laughs> I mean, yes, because waking up in the mornings with, you know, eye boogers and all that and then having to look at myself in the mirror is not a pretty sight. So yeah. I get it. I agree with you. Dude, it's not pretty for the rest of us the rest of the day. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> hey, so before we get started, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Honestly, one of my favorite holidays of the year, right? Because the whole purpose of Thanksgiving is to eat a lot. Is there a better holiday than Thanksgiving? Uh, I mean, besides my birthday, no, that's not a better holiday. Right, yeah, but, you, but your birthday's not a holiday, ding dong. It is to me. Yeah, no. There's no, <laughs> there's, no, there's, no better, there's no better holiday. It's all about food. You don't have to get anybody presents. The decorations are really minimal. I mean, it's a good time. It's, it's one yeah. of my favorites. Football, right? And football. Dude, that... that Thanksgiving night game that they added, which is always a banger. That was the best move they could have ever done. This year, it's the Ravens and the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I don't care who it is, I, as long as we have more, more, more football, the better, right? I agree. More is better. You know, so yeah, they have they have all those shitty games on Thursday night, but not on Thanksgiving night. On Thanksgiving night, they give us a real. A real uh, slobber knocker, as uh, Jim Ross would say. Yeah, although we may, although it may be a shitter because you know a couple of Ravens came down with the COVID, and so yeah. you know it but, may end up being a snooze fest. But we do get to see the Super Bowl contending Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> they are now. How much easier could it get for them? Ten and zero. I mean, they're ten and zero. At this point, I mean, they, they're, they're Super Bowl contenders. I mean, they played the Jaguars. They're 10 and 0. No, I understand, but I'm just saying, they, they, how did they get there from 9 and 0 to 10 and 0? They played the Jaguars. They're, and they're now they played the depleted, and now they played the depleted fucking Ravens who are not looking all that great now. So they're, they're 10 and 0. Yeah, that's fine. It Super matter. Bowl contender. I'm not yeah, saying well, I mean, I'm not saying they're a contender to go 16 and 0. I'm saying they're a contender to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, that, that's that's fine. I'm sure, look, that is probably 99.9% of uh, you know, football fans opinion right now. It's and just, I'll tell you, I fall in the 0.1%. Right now, right now, if yeah. I had to pick Super Bowl contenders in the AFC, I have the Steelers and the Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs are a better football team, but it, to me, those two teams are pretty even. 
Then I've got the Bills a little bit of a step down. I think they have to, they're going to have to get hot. And then I've got the Tennessee Titans because the Tennessee Titans, it, that team is going to wear you down. They had no business winning that. If you watched the first half of that game yesterday against the Ravens, they had no business winning that football game. But they wore the Ravens down. And in the third quarter, you could see the tide turning. They never gave up on their run game. And they pounded the ball and pounded the ball and pounded the ball until they ended up tying the game and eventually winning in overtime. That Tennessee team is dangerous. Yeah, they had passing issues in the first half. Like Tannehill wasn't on and the wide receivers were dropping a lot of passes. And the Ravens, uh, the Ravens got issues, man. Like, uh, you know. I, I think it's safe to say now Lamar Jackson's kind of figured out a little bit. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying defenses have have film on on him now. So, and they got injuries and shit like that. I, I just, I mean, I'm just happy that the Titans covered the six, uh, the six and a half. That's all I care about. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the Ravens are going through a rough patch here. Um, they do have some injury issues, but that's still a really tough football team. And I think as you get closer to the playoffs and certainly in the playoffs, they're a team that you don't, you don't really want to mess with. I mean, they're a team that you'd rather not see. Now, you were talking earlier about the Steelers beating the Jaguars to get to 10-0, and and now they've got a short week. And, you know, this kind of – this is kind of setting up well for them again because – you have a Ravens team that's banged up a couple of COVID cases on a short week after a tough, tough physical football game against the Titans. You know, it, it really looks, you know, in favor of the Steelers uh, to, to, you know, to kind of keep, keep their momentum going. Yeah, definitely. The only thing, you know, you, uh, you know, you, if you're the Steelers, I mean, I think the Steelers win, but I mean, you still got to be a little cautious because it's, it's a division game. Thanksgiving, those teams know each other pretty well, and the Ravens are desperate now because they're on the outside looking in. You yeah. know, believe so, it or believe it or not, you know we're, we're going to stick with that division. We're looking at the Cleveland Browns now at seven and three, and looking very much like a team who could make the playoffs right now. They're they're you know. They're they them and the Titans are the two best second place teams uh, in the AFC. So you know, with 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 three wild cards, those two are definitely in the driver's seat to uh, to make the playoffs. I know we've talked about this before. Do you believe in the Browns? No, no, no. You still don't believe. If you look at the other teams, if you look at the other teams, they they have. They have a quarterback that, you know, that can win you some games. I don't know if Baker Mayfield can drive down the down the field 75 yards, you know, to try to set up the Browns for a, a field goal or a touchdown to tie or win win the game in the playoffs on the road. I don't think he can do that. Like yeah. as of now, you they would have to play the they would have to play the. Who they play? The Two, second best, seven, the second best three, division winner. So they would play the, the the Buffalo Bills right now. I mean, do I think he could he could 
you know, march down the field for 70, 80 yards against that Buffalo Bills defense? No, I don't think so. You know, their, their three losses are to the Ravens, Steelers, and Raiders. Um, they, they, their most impressive win is over the Colts. Uh, other than that, they beat three teams from the NFC least. Right? We'll call it the NFC yeah. least. Um, they've obviously, they beat the Bengals twice, and both games were close with the Bengals. Um, y- you know, and they and they beat the Texans. Yeah, nice. So yeah, they're nah. they're they're seven they're seven and three, and good for them, right? They can only play the games that are on their schedule, but it, their their schedule actually gets a little bit more difficult now because they face the Jaguars, which is that that one's easy. But then they have the Titans and the Ravens, the Giants and the Jets, and then the Steelers. So you know they've got a couple of gimmies in there, but they they have some tough games, games that can last with you, right? Like. That Tennessee game, that's a game that could last with them a couple of weeks because of the the pounding. And they play the Titans, and then the very next week they play the Ravens. So they play two, they're gonna play two bruising type of football games, and then they're gonna have to go to New York in December against the Giants. And while the Giants are not great, playing in that in, in MetLife Stadium in December is not not easy. Um and and again, you've got Baker Mayfield who's you know not terribly not accurate with the football. It's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if if the Browns fall out of the like if 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 they lose maybe two or three straight or two out of three, three out of four down the stretch, and they just because I think the Raiders can catch them, and then yeah, I, I, I no, nah, I mean, yeah, I'm not paying no mind to the Browns at all. It's a it's a tough. It's really interesting in the AFC. You've got a lot of good teams that, man, you just got to wonder what's going to happen because, <clears throat> look, the Steelers and the Chiefs are going to win their division and make it. The Bills only have a one game lead over the Dolphins, so that completely, you know, that could completely flip, and put the Bills in a in a wild card game, having to go on the road to play, the Chiefs or or the Titans or Indianapolis. And then you've got Indianapolis and Tennessee really tied atop the the uh, the other division, and the Indianapolis currently has a tiebreaker, so that's why they're first. But then you've got Tennessee and Cleveland at seven and three, and then you've got three teams at six and four. You've got the Raiders, Ravens, and Dolphins, and I mean all of those teams can really can really get hot or they can really fall apart. I mean I. The Raiders look great against good teams, but they struggle with mediocre teams, and that's why they're only six and four. Um, that game last night with uh, with the Chiefs was incredible, but it is it's tough to see who's going to end up being left out. And th- there's going to be a good football team left out of the playoffs in the AFC. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to the Colts and Titans game this weekend again because I mean the Colts have played. They beat the Titans two weeks ago, mm-hmm. shut them down in the second half, and the Colts shut down the Packers basically in the second half yesterday after they scored like 28 points in the first half. Yeah. And the fucking refs in that game were trying to f- keep the Packers in it uh, to me. But uh, so I- I'm interested to see how the Titans, you know, match up with the with the Colts because now that game becomes really important because – 
it's going to be for the division. They're they're tied, right? So you you don't want to have you want to at least at least split the head to head meetings, right? Well, if you, if you're the Titans and you win, you're up one you're up one game. If you're the Colts and you win, you're basically up two games because you'd have one game up in the standings and the tiebreaker, which means Tennessee would have to flat out pass you in order for them to to be ahead of you. So it, it looks it looks um, that game is probably the best game of the weekend coming up. Yeah, very very possible. Um, and I mean, you know, those they're still they could be. You know, right now the Titans are fifth seed. They would have an away game, right? Right. So they would go to Buffalo, right? Because they so Buffalo is probably no Buffalo's at seven and three. I think they play Indianapolis. Right. Yeah. Four and five, three and six, two and seven. That'd be awful. So that'd be know, awful that if be, they if they lose both games to Indianapolis and then they got to play them again in the first round of the playoffs. That that'd be tough. Yeah, I think the Colts are good, man. I think the Colts are are a really solid team. The only thing that I'm worried that worries me with them is Philip Rivers. I, I mean, yesterday he had a really good game, but just I guess watching him throw the football sometimes is like watching Barney throw football. And we've seen him we've seen him fail in the playoffs quite a bit. So. There's right. a certain amount uh, – there's a certain lack of trust that you have there when you see him uh, under center. Yeah. Well, you know, have you watched him, though? Like, I mean, he, he short arms every throw. It seems like it, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Um, the, the sad news out of the AFC, uh, Joe Burrow, who looked like he was developing nicely – Got his knee absolutely shredded by Washington on a on a play. Someone fell right on his knee, and he tore. I mean, he tore he tore the ACL, MCL, ZZL, DLC, DLH. I mean, the FedEx. I mean, he he tore everything in there. I feel real bad for that guy because he was he was having a decent season, and I'm sure it was a huge learning experience for him, where I think he was going to grow quite a bit. Uh, in the process and unfortunately his season is done in 10 games uh, he's going to miss out on six games that probably would can really help his continued development but really kind of sad to see that um, that happen to him uh, you got any other uh, comments about the uh, ASC uh, no no just uh, no I think the AFC is pretty much I, – I feel like it's set in stone. Like, I can see Miami falling back, but – and maybe Baltimore still sort of fighting for that last spot. But I think it's – I think it's going to end up like – you know, you may see teams flip-flop, but I don't know. To me, to me right now – you have the four division leaders, and I think they'll, they're all going to make the playoffs. I think Tennessee will make the playoffs. And then after that, any combination of, of two more teams between the Browns, Raiders, Ravens, and Dolphins could make the playoffs. I think the Ravens are the best team out of those four. I think Miami is the worst. But 
I don't see a humongous difference between the Ravens and the Raiders. I think the Raiders are a pretty good football team, especially offensively. Um, and I don't, I don't trust the Browns, but the Browns do have three really easy games left on their schedule. They've got the Giants, the Jets, and the Jaguars. Uh, now, yeah. mind you, they, they, do, they do have to play Tennessee, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh, which is tough. But I mean, if they go three and three, they're going to be 10 and six. It's going to be tough to, to beat, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough to imagine that three wild card teams will be better than their 10 and six. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, the if you want to say the hardest game left on the Raiders' schedule is the Colts. Other than that, they play the Falcons, the Jets, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I think the Raiders are really good, and I think they could even be better if they didn't suffer all these COVID cases. Because I mean, they're they're winning ball games and they're, and they're staying. I mean, they put up a fight last night with the Chiefs and they're, they don't have their complete team. Yeah. So uh, I think this is a better team than the six and four record may show. Like a six and four record doesn't come off as wow, right? But I think right. they're better. I think Carr is, a, is he's playing good football, you know, and you want your quarterback to be playing good football at this time of the uh, the season, so. Well, and, and he's, he seems to be getting better. He seems to be getting more and more accustomed to all of his weapons. And, you know, you, you can see that the team is starting to progress forward offensively for sure. Don't forget one of his weapons is Nelson Aguilar. Well, <laughs> look, you know, a pea shooter hurts too, you know. It won't kill you, but it'll hurt. <laughs> Right, uh, a, a pellet gun won't kill you, but it'll sting a lot. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, you want to move on to the NFC? Yeah, what do you want to talk about over there? You lead the way. Shit, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I mean, uh, look, there's a lot to talk about, but I'm looking forward to that game tonight with the Rams and the Buccaneers. Yeah, because that's a critical game. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, you got. I think you got – Two deep, you know, the Rams have like a top defense. The Bucks, in some areas, they're they're a top defense, but you know they can also put up a lot of points. So it's like, you know, kind of what's gonna win here? I don't know. I look. There's a there's a big there's a there's a there's a there's a, a, a really funny little situation going on in the NFC. Obviously, you always want to win your division, right? Because that gets you a home game. But <clears throat> if you can't win your division, you really want to be the top wild card because the top wild card will have to go to the NFC East winner. And that's going to be an easy game, even if it's going to be on the road, right? So for Tampa Bay and for Arizona and for uh, the Rams here tonight, Tampa Bay with a win puts themselves at eight and three, half a game behind the uh, the Saints. But the Saints have 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 one less game to play, have one more game to play than the, than the Bucks. So it puts a little pressure on New Orleans, and that way Tampa Bay can hopefully keep pace with with the Saints. For the Rams, it's similar in that they're fighting it out with the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Should they lose, they would fall into that into the wild card spot in the NFC West. So they're obviously in a dogfight trying to win their division. 
And if they, and also if they beat the Buccaneers, then they've got the tiebreaker with them. Should they both end up as wild cards, which is, would be likely in the case of the Buccaneers, because then the, the, the saints would have a, a bigger lead and, you know, anything can happen in the AFC West. Cause it's a, I mean, that is the most entertaining division by far. So this game tonight is huge for both of those teams. If the New York Giants happen to win the division, I'm telling you right now, I will gladly, gladly accept the Bucks or the Rams at home in the playoffs because the Rams scored 17 points against the Giants. They won 17 to 9, and the Bucks. We gave them a run for their money, and they barely beat us by whatever two, three points, or, and that game point was, or whatever. And, and that game was in Tampa. No, it wasn't. Wasn't it? I thought it was. It was at home. It was oh. at home. It was that that in New York. Well, in New Jersey, but it was at at the Giants Stadium. Right. Oh, okay. So I will gladly accept those two if 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 the Giants end up, you know, somehow sneaking into the playoffs. (laughs) I think, you know, what's funny is I think that that tie with Cincinnati that we laughed about and laughed about Cincinnati's terrible and Philadelphia has Super Bowl aspirations. How could they tie at home? That tie is going to end up winning the division for the Philadelphia Eagles. At this point, at this point, I'm rooting for the other three teams to have a tie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought about that like the past few weeks, but after watching them yesterday play against the, against the Browns, that's a bad team, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, we were, three we were and seven is three and, I mean, you know, your record is what your record is. And I, I, you know, I mean, at least the Cowboys beat, a, a decent Vikings team. At least the Giants have kind of shown some life, even though they are also three and seven. But the Eagles look really bad. That I don't even know if that tie is going to come into play because they have the hardest schedule left out of the four, the three other teams in the NFC East, and the Cowboys have the easiest schedule left. So I don't know. When you Fucking when you nuts. when you look at when you look at that. When you look at that division standings, it looks ridiculous. I mean, it looks absolutely yeah, ridiculous really that a team with a 350 winning percentage is sitting atop <laughs> the NFC East. You know, it's it's it to me it's hilarious. If you go back and look, 350 would have you last in the in the AFC East, uh, last in the AFC North, third in the AFC South last in the AFC West, last in the NFC North, third, uh, last in the NFC uh, South, and last in the NFC West. I mean, that's just, it's embarrassing. But, fir- but first in the NFC East. <laughs> uh, again, if you look at it, the Giants, their three wins have come within the division. Washington, two of their three wins from the division. Dallas is the only team to win two games outside of their division. And Philly, two games within their division. It's possible that the Giants, Cowboys, and Washington will tie for first at 6-10. and 10. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. That's nuts. It is. It is. And the Eagles will be 5-9-1. and one. 
<laughs> no, five, five, ten, and one. Five, ten. Yeah. God, that would be hilarious. Hey, every single does. team, every single team in that division has a negative point differential. I mean, it's just embarrassing. Three wins away from home in that entire division. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Do any of these three teams scare you? The Saints, the Seahawks, or the Packers? The 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 Saints, Seahawks, and who? And the Packers, the top three teams right now seated in the NFC. Do any of them really like do you look at the team and say there's no flaws? Right? Uh, they're, like they're, like they're you all, would like you would. Yeah, no, they're all they're all they all have flaws for sure. The team that would scare me, provided he's healthy, is Drew Brees and the Saints. Yeah. To me, to me, to me, that's the most complete team in the NFC. The Seahawks have their their, their problems on defense, and the Packers just the Packers almost look uninterested in playing football sometimes. That that game yesterday, I felt like as much as as much as Indianapolis really put the clamps on them, I also think that yeah. it, the Packers just seemed to stop playing at one point. Yeah, I mean those. I don't know. The Seahawks and the Packers kind of uh, I kind of view them the same. Like their defense is not all there, right? Like they can score points, you know. But if you got to go to play in uh, in Seattle, that's you know that's always tough. Yeah, especially in January, right? The weather becomes a bit right. of an issue there. Um, and the same thing in Green Bay. Yeah. Right. You know, and um, I, now that I look at the NFC, the NFC actually looks a little more set in stone than the AFC does. Because after the Cardinals, do you really give the Bears a shot? Do you give the, the Vikings may have a shot, but I'm of the, the Vikings are the, the, the Vikings are the only team that. The Vikings are the only team I give a shot outside of the top six, right? So New yeah. Orleans, Seattle, Green Bay, Tampa, L.A., and Arizona. And then the seventh spot is the Bears right now. See, I think, I, again, I said, oh. it I said it before, Minnesota's going to make the playoffs. No, 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 the Cardinals are seventh. The New Bears are eighth. Seattle, Green Bay, Tampa, L.A., no, Arizona's six in the conference standings. Yeah, that's, I'm looking. Well, I'm looking at the playoff standings. Yeah, if you look and at right the, now, the the Cardinals are are seventh, which would be the last playoff spot. Well, who are your top seven on your list? Well, for the four-letter network, Saints, Seahawks, Packers, Eagles, Bucks, Rams, Cardinals. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot the Eagles. I forgot someone from the NFC. <laughs> I've got How it. I, I've got it just by the the entire conference and the entire NFC East is at the bottom. So I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's accurate too. <laughs> In a way, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the, all the teams with three wins are all from the NFC East and the Atlanta Falcons. Damn. But one of those, but one of those five will make the playoffs. That's right. <laughs> well, I look. I still think Minnesota can make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think they can too. In fact, uh, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. I think they will, in spite of this little hiccup with the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, the schedule says says they could, but I mean, we thought they would beat. I thought they would beat the Cowboys, and I, I thought hope. they would beat the Cowboys too. I didn't realize lost, all of a so. sudden they were going to go back to their strength of running the football. Yeah, it's amazing what I happens when Thielen you run the caught, football. Yeah, and I think Thielen caught COVID. Oh so no, that's a that's a weapon down. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I think Minnesota's going to make it, and if the Rams lose tonight, the Rams are the ones that are going to fall out. Who do you got winning tonight? Huh? Who do you have winning tonight? The game's in Tampa. I, I think the Bucks win tonight. Yeah. I just hope they give us a good game, that's all. I don't, I don't think Tom Brady's going to lay an egg three times in prime time in a row. Well, he's playing a defense, a really good defense, you know, that doesn't allow a lot of points. I think they're allowing like 18 points a game. So yeah, well, and and the Man. other thing that the other thing that makes it a little dicey for Tampa tonight is not only do the Rams have a good defense, but they put a lot of pressure and a lot of pressure up the middle, which has always been right. Tom Brady's Achilles' heel. Well, we see, and we've seen what the Rams did last week to. Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson. Uh, so, you know, I think it'll be a good game. I, think, I hope it's a close one. So, Yeah, it'll be fun. I think it'll be a fun game tonight. It's not going to be like that Saints game from a couple weeks ago. God, I hope not. I mean, I, I hope not. That I I find it really hard to believe that the Bucks get their ass kicked like that again. Agreed. Agreed. But we've seen crazier shit in the NFL, so who knows? Yeah. Yes, we have. Uh, what uh, what other highlights do you have from the week? The NFL? Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. Um, oh, going back to Joe Burrow, did you see that hit that Chase Young put on Joe Burrow at the goal line? The one where he blew his knee out? Oh, is that the play he blew his knee out? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck. Joe Jer- uh, Chase Young fucked him up, man. That dude's an animal. He's fucking <laughs> – that guy is a beast, man. I mean, it was a clean play, 100% clean. Oh, yeah. No, it was but clean, but it was – laid him out. Yeah, it's – it's rough. Yeah, it was on that play, I think. Oh, okay. Well, um, cool. can can we Can we say any more glowing things about Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs offense? Uh, no, it's Super Bowl of bust. That's yeah, it. yeah, I agree. I, mean, I agree. You know, what's is... funny? I looked last night at the live betting lines during the game. And when the Raiders scored to go ahead, right, by three with a minute 45 left, do you, guess what the money line was on the Chiefs? Probably minus 350. No, no, it was even money. 
They were down was three it? points with a minute 40 left, and it was even money that they would win. I mean, that, yeah, tells, I mean, you how much, that tells you how much confidence Vegas has in the Chiefs' offense. I mean, a minute 43 was too much time because there was still 30 seconds left. Oh, yeah. A minute 43 for Patrick Mahomes is an eternity. You know, they ran seven plays for 75 yards in that minute and 10 seconds or whatever. I mean, it's crazy. Seven seven plays, 75 yards, and I think it was 70 seconds exactly. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Chiefs are just a – well old machine right now and you know there could be a lot of talk about the bucks and all the weapons they have but i think the chiefs weapons are a little better and when you have patrick mahomes who can run out of the pocket i mean look at that last play that last touchdown to kelsey how he drew the defense and kelsey was wide open why was kelsey wide open it it was patrick mahomes who's that safety yeah so he i mean Look, whatever they paid him four hundred million dollars. Right now, he's worth every fucking penny. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard to imagine a defense that's going to be able to contain them for an entire football game. I mean, you they've had their spurts, right, where they have a bad quarter or a bad half, but you can't. It's 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 really hard to keep them below thirty. I mean, it's. You know, it, it's it's. I mean, I don't want to say impossible because that's ridiculous, right? But but damn near, it is damn near impossible. I mean, they're the only team in the AFC over three hundred points, three hundred and twenty-one points this season. They're averaging thirty-two points a game. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's insane. It, it is absolutely insane. I mean, if you look at it. The Chargers held them to 23. That was the game where they played terrible. Remember, they went into, they, they won that in the very end. Um, but that was right. a game where they were awful that game. They scored 23 points. Uh, they put 26 on the, on the Patriots, 26 on the Bills, who have a very good defense. And then other than that, everything is 30 or more. So, you know, it's not – look, at this point, I would love to see the matchup in Pittsburgh for the AFC championship to see the Steelers defense and the chiefs offense. And just to see those two teams go at it, I think would be highly, highly, highly entertaining to me. To me, those two teams are head and shoulders above the rest of the AFC. You know, what's crazy about the chiefs is, you know, they got the rookie Clyde Edwards. Yeah. And and I'm looking here, they used them so much in the beginning of of the season and they kind of went away from him lately, these past few games. I mean, so they they haven't even used one of their weapons, really. Yeah, you know. Well, and then, and think about think about it further. They brought in Le'Veon Bell, who, you know, no one really wanted him after after he left Pittsburgh. The Jets took him because the Jets need all kinds of help. It didn't work out there. No one wanted that guy, and they brought him in, and he looked he looked pretty damn good yesterday. So, I think the Chiefs – I feel like the Chiefs did that just so that nobody else in the AFC could could get him. You know what I mean? I think yeah, that's no, I agree. partially why they signed them. I agree, but then I, if that's why – if that was their only motivation, they got a bonus because they had him down – they used him down on the goal line. And they used him in key situations last night on third down and whatnot. So – 
you know, he's obviously bought into their system and, and shown them something in practice that they're willing to use them a lot, yeah. you know, considerably more than what we thought they would use them as. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, you got anything else on the NFL? Uh, no, man, I've enjoyed the past two Sundays betting-wise and, uh, you know, looking to make some more money tonight. Who you got tonight? I got the under on the Rams and the Bucks. What what is it? Forty eight and a half. Last six that sounds- Rams games have gone under. Three of the last four Bucks have gone over. The public says over. I said now I'm fading you, public. You know what was yeah. a good bet yesterday? I saw this and I almost made the bet, but I didn't was a seven-point teaser on the Chiefs and the over and the under. <laughs> the over and the under? Yeah. It was fi- the, the number was 56. So seven points would have put you at 49 or 63. The game ended oh, up at, at 58 or whatever, 59. I thought 56 was a great number. If I had to bet it straight up, I, I was like, eh, I don't know. 56 is a tough number, right? Um, yeah. But if you took and, – and the, and the Chiefs were favored by seven, I think. So a seven-point tease, right. basically you need the Chiefs to win. They did. And then you could have gone the over or the under or both, which yeah. I've, I've seen people do, and you'd have won both. Damn. A little, a little bit of fun with your shekels. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to apologize to you. Because I am almost 11 years older than you are, right? Yeah. I should have spent more time, instead of playing baseball with you and being nice to you and all the other wonderful things I did with you, I should have spent more time stretching you out and making you a basketball player. Because you could have been a mediocre white basketball player and gotten the deal that Gordon Hayward got from the Hornets. Holy shit. They're paying that guy four years, $120 million. So I apologize, Alex. I should have <laughs> grabbed the, the rolling pin and I should have, you know, rolled you out and made you longer. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't lying about that. Well, maybe you can work on it with, uh, with Eric. You can stretch him out or something. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Gallinari got $20 million from the Hawks. Now, tell me, if you're the Hawks, okay, what is Gallinari going to do for you? Hey, man, he's, he's easily, easily an eight and four guy. Eight points, four rebounds every night. Well, I mean, he, he, he can shoot the ball. He's a, he's, a, he's a, but 20 million, 20 million, 20 million. I don't know about that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> How many That's million? Insane. 20. <laughs> 20 million 20 million 20 million 20 bro <laughs> dude that's again the guy's a solid eight points a night guy i mean i mean so if you look if you look at that okay Fucking Joe Harris of the Brooklyn Nets got four for 75, right? So that's 15. No, I'm sorry. 
19 million. That's about 18. 19, yeah. About, yeah. 18, so, I mean, that's a steal because Joe Harris is younger. Uh, better? He's, 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 he's a little better, I think. He's playing with better players around him that could give him opportunity to shine a little more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, oh, these, and, look at, and, and Joe Harris also plays defense, which Gallinari can't even spell defense. Right. Yeah. Tatum got a nice contract too. I mean, that guy's fuck. worth it. That guy's worth it. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. But and now we get better. But now, but now we need to see results, right? right, right. Like the Portland, like the Portland Trailblazers had a pretty decent. Uh, free agency. Now we need to see results. Like we can't have any more excuses of why McCullum and Lillard cannot get past. You know, cannot get over the hump. Now, now we need to see results. Right, right. But I, yeah, I mean, speaking these are some crazy of uh, speaking of uh, of Portland, they re-signed Carmelo Anthony. What is the NBA's love affair with Carmelo Anthony? You don't think that's a good signing? No, I think that's a good signing. I no. think that's a good signing. Coming he, off the bench, you have him come off the bench. He's, he's, he. I don't know how much they. I'll be fair. I don't remember what the number was. Maybe it was a million bucks, which okay. But I mean, that guy, that guy needs to retire. Uh, I don't know, man. He had he had a good he had a good year last year, bro. I, that's. I thought the same thing at one point, but he had a really good season last season. I think the days of signing Carmelo Anthony and thinking you've done anything for your basketball team are long gone. Uh, I, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. That guy's – he needs to retire. He's from the Dwayne Wade era. Dwayne Wade has retired. Yeah, but Dwayne Wade had fucking knee problems. Carmelo Anthony is pretty healthy. True. So, Especially since he only plays half the game, the offensive half. That's all they need him for, bro. Awful. Awful. What other uh, what other big signings are out there? I mean, the the fucking Lakers got better. <laughs> if that's hard, if that's uh. Hard to imagine. They got a little better. Yeah, but, no kidding. Uh, I mean, we'll see how these moves pay off. You know, it's it's you know they they still gotta play the games together. And the the one head scratcher for me is is uh, although I, I do credit the 76ers getting rid of Al Horford and that contract, I question the Dwight Howard signing because Dwight Howard and Joel Embiid. In the front court or in that locker room, that doesn't smell good to me. That, that I mean, I'm glad it's only 77 games or 71 games because if it was 82, it, I mean, I just I don't get that signing at all. I don't either. And that yeah, I agree with you. That sounds like a terrible idea, unless unless you're thinking about dealing in bead. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But locker room wise, that doesn't sound like it's a Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a that sounds like that sounds like a, a bad idea. 
a bad, <laughs> bad idea. Um, so DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Rockets. So the Rockets are quietly having a good offseason, except for, and this is a big except, except for the problem with Harden and Westbrook, that neither one of them wants to be there. But if those guys change their tune and decide to stay on board, the Rockets have, have done some things to make. They signed Covington. They got DeMarcus Cousins in, which I think will be helpful. You know, they're, they're, they're building a decent team. I think they signed Trevor Ariza again. So if they can fix the Harden-Westbrook, I don't even know what it is, but the Harden-Westbrook problem the Rockets look like they've improved themselves over, over the course of this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it an improvement because an improvement would mean that they would be better than they were last season. And I don't know that they're better than they were last season. So, you coach, you know, you still even, – even if, even if they do keep Harden and Westbrook, in the back of your mind, you got to think somewhere along the lines – Something's there's gonna be a fallout. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's a it's a ticking time bomb for sure. <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a ticking time bomb. It's a it's a it's a dicey situation. If they find a way to get those guys on board and stay on board, I think they have made some some moves to make themselves a little bit better. But we'll see. It's not gonna be easy. No, no. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, so, the draft happened. Anything? Uh, anything exciting out of the draft? I felt like the draft was kind of blah this year. I mean, my one prop bet hit. I, <laughs> that's all I can remember from the draft. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it was whatever, you know. I mean, it's whatever. I yeah. didn't. I got no look. The draft in every fucking sport is a crapshoot to me. So Let's I'm, happy for, I'm happy. I'm happy for them, but uh, you know, it's not a shoe in. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a shoe in. But in basketball, is probably the closest to a shoe in because they come in ready to ready to play, ready to contribute. It's not, you know, it's not like baseball or football where, you know, the speed of the game is really different or in baseball where they got to go through the minor league system. So it's a little bit different here. It's a little bit better, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the sad news of the week was Clay Thompson uh, rupturing his Achilles. That is – that's devastating news for the Warriors and really devastating news for Clay Thompson. It looks like he's going to spend another year on the shelf. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. That's that's uh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. It's hard enough coming back from one Achilles. Yeah, it's not good. It's it's going to be a long road for him. Yeah. All right, man. You got anything else? All right, man. Nah, man. I'm gonna get ready for this football game and. Uh, yeah, just get ready for the football game. <laughs> Sounds good, man. As always, folks, if you want to share your thoughts with us, you can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of Alex, Alex, how do they do that? 
on Twitter at Brooklyn Gaucho One. Did you, uh, shout out to the Undertaker. Uh, they retired. He retired, and he's not wrestling anymore. They had an awesome. Uh, well, I wouldn't really call it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was it was a cool little tribute that they had for the Undertaker, and uh, you know, he's. I mean, if you grew up watching wrestling in the '90s, you know, I mean, he pro he's probably he's probably a top three. You know, it's hard to say the best ever, but he's top three, top five. I, I put him, me personally, top three wrestling character that there has ever been. Uh, in WWF and WWE, so yeah, I would I would agree with you in terms of character, probably top three, right? You got right? you got Stone Cold, Cactus Jack, The Undertaker, because The Rock wasn't a character. The Rock was just kind of a badass, right? A comedian. <laughs> Hulk Hogan wasn't a character. He was just a badass, right? Um. And then if you go old, you warrior, know, the warrior was a good character. Who? The Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior was a, was was a good character, but he didn't have the longevity that the Undertaker had. No, he didn't have thirty years, but he he left a pretty lasting impression. Macho Man Savage was a pretty good character, right? The Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Yeah, now now you're going down a little bit. No, nah, nah, I mean, he's not hes not on that level, but as far as right. like playing that character of the million-dollar man and, you know. Right, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, when you think of the top-notch characters, you think of The Undertaker, right, and Stone Cold, those characters. When you start talking about the million-dollar man, you, you know, you're, you're stepping down a little bit. Very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not. He was well, I'm just, awesome well, you character. know, characters, you know. You're throwing more characters out there, but I, I think it's a, you know, it's a step down. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect was a cool character. You know why Mr. Perfect was a cool character? Because you can't tell me that if you didn't watch wrestling, I even do it now that I'm in a fucking adult. If I'm chewing gum and I'm out in the streets, I'm spitting that thing and trying to hit it with my hand. <laughs> now that's a character right there. <laughs> Razor Ramon with the toothpick. God. Those are all great characters. Um, hey, if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter as well at emontana21. With that, we've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. Folks, enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, eat a lot of turkey. Enjoy your family and friends as best you can. I know this year's a little weird, and maybe it's not going to be as big and festive as it normally is, but try to enjoy your family, take a little time off from work and, uh, and have fun with all those special people in your life. And as always, folks, ignore the negativity, be the positivity. Peace.